Medical workers have read it. What were the most haunting last words you've heard from a patient? Student, sir, are you in any pain? Patient the F kind of dumbest question is, that I just got F I'm stabbed, F yeah I'm in pain. He died within minutes. Thank you from a little old man with stage 4 lung cancer. He had no family, so I stayed after my shift ended. He just didn't want to die alone, and I refused to let it happen. Dunno why but it still makes me cry, when I think of it. I was about 5 or 6, when my grandfather was on his deathbed. The last thing he did, was put his hand on my shoulder and said, No wonder you never liked my spicy food. And then he passed about 10 seconds later. We were all super confused. About 3 months later I almost died from suffocation. After eating some salsa, at the hospital I was diagnosed with a capsaicin allergy, spicy food. To this day it still creeps me out. No one knew I was allergic before then. And I didn't show any signs either. My uncle had a near death experience, when his pancreas failed. He went to the fridge, opened a half gallon of orange juice, took a few massive gulps, then turned to walk away and lost consciousness, and fell to the floor. My cousin just happened to be stopping by to check on him within the next hour, so he was very lucky to be rushed to the hospital straight away. The doctors immediately knew his pancreas had failed, so his body could no longer regulate blood sugar, drinking the orange juice had caused his blood sugar to spike to an insane level which they said they had never seen anyone survive from. I forget the actual number. Well. He's a tough old dog and did survive. Just as he survived the Vietnam War and a stage 4 cancer diagnosis, he was given a few months to live about 5 years ago, among many other things. Seriously, this man has 9 lives. For a few days, he was completely delirious, didn't know the year or the names of loved ones, and he kept babbling about room 101. We had no idea what he was on about, but within a week, his mental state was back to normal and he told us he had a strange dream. Now he has never been a religious man. He's a real salt of the earth cigarette smoking, motorcycle driving charmingly rugged and matter of fact sort of guy. He almost didn't want to believe this was anything more than a hallucination. When I heard it, I told him it surely couldn't have been. He very slightly teared up and said do you think so? It felt real. As if he had needed the confirmation from someone else. His first memory after drinking the orange juice was waking up in a wheelchair in the hospital. Some blurry figures, nurses and doctors he figured, said something along the lines of this one needs to go to room 101. He remembers being wheeled into a room that has a golden 101 on the door and left alone in the room. It was bright and empty except for two thrones that said SD and SG. My whole extended family has spent a lot of time speculating what those acronyms could mean. Supreme Devil and Supreme God. Spiritual decline or spiritual gain. My uncle didn't even come to these conclusions. He just remembers wondering what they stood for at the time. Then, he said something entered the room. That didn't look like anything. But it was a presence. I couldn't tell you. If it was even a male voice or female voice, but it asked him, Nixie, what sort of life do you think you've lived? He thought about it and said well, I think I've done a lot of bad things and I think I've done a lot of good things, but, I think the good things outweigh the bad. He said there was a long pause then it said I would agree with that. Do you want to go back to your life as Nixie, or do you want to come with me? He said he knew what it was asking, and he said he wanted to go back to his life. Then, here's a part, that really confused him. The presence said something like okay then, you can go back to your life. 
But, you must promise me something. He said sure, of course, anything expecting to hear something profound and a bit scared, of what it would be. What it asked of him was just no more ice cream. He was confused, but gladly agreed. Then, the thing was gone. He said he just knew it had left the room. Someone came and wheeled him out of the room. And the next thing he remembered, was starting to wake up in the hospital bed with his whole family around him. There is no room 101 and no one had wheeled him anywhere in a wheelchair at all. We asked the hospital staff, we wondered about the ice cream thing. What's interesting is, that he basically is now diabetic after this. A blood sugar spike is a reason he nearly died in the first place. But when this strange dream, or whatever it was occurred, he didn't know that yet, had no idea his pancreas failed, just drank some orange, and blacked out. So maybe he had to agree to go back to life with this condition. We are not sure, and neither is he, but I like to believe it was more than just a hallucination. It wasn't words, but the most haunting death was a patient who was DNR. Through her and her family's wishes, she was losing her battle, and her family wasn't there. She was getting frantic, and looking around, and half sitting up in bed, and a nurse with more experience than me, took her hand and calmly said, It's okay, you're not alone. We are right here with you, it's okay to leave. The patient immediately calmed, put her head back on the pillow and died. I knew I wanted to be that nurse, when I grew up, how the hell did she know just what to do and say? I've never forgotten it, my mom passed away a couple of hours, after I told her I'd be okay, and that it's okay for her to go. I've always hoped, that I was able to give her the peace of mind she needed to let go. This is a common occurrence, I'm a tech in a hospital. I've seen this before, patients pick their moment. Often, the first I ever saw as a professional was a guy who said he was scared to die alone, when he was lucid, he was DNR, me and my coworkers held his hand for the first 3 hours of my shift, taking turns. His family finally showed up at about at 2am, his wife, and adopted daughters were there, they went in, and he was dead in 10 minutes. He was waiting for his family to go. He died at 98, with the people he loved, in a warm, comfortable drug bed. We gave him drugs for anxiety and pain, so it was as peaceful as could be. He had a really good death. When I was 13, my grandfather had a heart attack. He hung around for 36 hours. He hung around for the whole family to show up, and then promptly died. Dude was always a fan of having an audience. More recently, I had a guy in his 60s with lung cancer. He was a DNR. His wife said honey, if tonight is the night, that's okay. I understand. I love you, and I always will. He gave a thumbs up, smiled, and died 10 minutes later. As a healthcare worker, I firmly believe you helped soothe her at the end. I think of it like falling asleep. You say hey, it's okay, I got it from here, and then they can relax, and let it go. My pop died of lung cancer. The last lucid thing he did, was wake up just long enough to sing show me the way to go home. I'm tired and I want to go to bed. I had a little drink about an hour ago, and it went right to my head. It was really pretty amazing, and freaky at the same time. F cancer, working carriage driver in my earlier days I overheard an old woman console her dying husband, went like this, damn it Jim you have beat, so many things in your life, for heaven's sake you beat that murder charge for that guy you killed, you can beat this, she did not know I was listening, you died the next day, nurse, in hospital caring for 40 ish man with brain tumor, 
coming in and out of consciousness, not to be resuscitated. His 16-year-old daughter was crying non-stop for 12 hours. His wife, who had been given a few months to prepare herself, was calm and focused on her husband. I had to routinely check his level of consciousness which involved talking to him in a loud voice, response to auditory stimulation, which I did not like to do. So I asked his wife to do the loud voice part, so the voice he would hear would be hers not mine and she did so without hesitation. The only response we observed with her vocalization was that this by now profoundly unconscious patient took her hand to his lips and kissed it. He stopped breathing very soon after that. I'm haunted, but not in a bad way. My grandpa was similar, struggling to hang on, but not responsive. My grandma grabbed his hand and said, it's okay, you can go. The kids will take care of me. He was gone within the hour. He loved her so much that it wasn't a surprise that he needed her permission to die. Thank you for sharing such a sad and lovely story. Had a patient on the cardiac IQ during my second month of intern year who had newly diagnosed heart failure that we couldn't figure out what caused it. He was a healthy guy in his 60s. Did yoga every day. Walked a few miles five days a week. Genuinely nice guy which is always a bad prognostic sign. With his heart failure, his heart was so stretched out and not squeezing adequately to provide the blood and subsequent oxygen he needs to the rest of his body. A few nights into his hospital stay, I come in the next morning and discovered that the senior resident had to coat him for sustained unstable heart arrhythmia unstable VTACH. I went and talked with him about it the next morning and he told me that he was in and out of consciousness during it all from the low blood pressure, but he compared it to the feeling of jumping out of the plane and skydiving. Later that morning I was checking on him again, and he didn't look so good. He goes into the arrhythmia again, drops his blood pressure, and is in and out of consciousness as I'm charging the defibrillator to shock him again. He comes back around to and briefly, and asks me if I'm taking him skydiving again and lets out a nervous laugh before losing consciousness genuinely nice guy which is always a bad prognostic sign be an a-hole live forever i'm gonna ref your love old man who never attended his dialysis appointments a few hours later we had a fire right by his former room so despite not being all that worrying at the time he definitely was the only one that followed through on actually haunting us that kg old bastard actually did it I was visiting my grandpa and had to leave town and go back to medical school and I told him I loved him and would see him later. He told me he loved me too, but no I won't. He was right. He died a week later of pneumonia. AWW. My great grandma told us something similar to this. We went to Mexico for her birthday when we were saying our goodbyes. She told us the next time we'd be in town would be when she was 6 feet under. She was right. My grandmother started saying that to me. When she turned 70, she died at 96. I spoke with my grandpa on the phone before he got really bad. And I can't remember for the life of me what his last words to me were. All I remember is that I said I love you. After that when I got to him, he couldn't speak anymore. I'm going home tonight, so I won't see you tomorrow. Bye. Damn if she wasn't right. When I was training I had a guy go into a massive cardiac arrest. We ended up working on him for over an hour and a half. Because we kept getting him back then losing him again. He had wet himself during the arrest. Which is common. It happens. And he just kept apologizing for making a mess. Wasn't his last words. 
but last words you said to me, I'm an EMT, and we had a frequent patient, almost once a week, he was a huge dick, but towards the end he turned into a sweet and appreciative man, we were in his house, which what ended up being out last day there, he knew it, I didn't, he said can I just have a beer, before we leave for the hospital, I didn't let him have it, I should have, one of my co-residents snuck a beer into the hospital for a dying 9 year old kid, he was clearly on the way out, and said I'm sad I never got old enough to have a beer, so my friend snuck one in, and gave the kid like half of it, he enjoyed it, if my child was dying, and I found out someone at the hospital, had snuck him a beer, I would be so grateful, it's not really the kind of thing the mom of a sick kid can do, but I bet, that kid was tickled pink, I bet he really thought he was the sh drinking that beer, he must have felt like such a rebel. Not the very last words, but I had a patient in her early 20s who was severely thrombocytopenic, and bleeding profusely for days asked me, if she was going to make it, I had to look her in the eyes, and tell her there is a good chance she wouldn't, I thought she would bust into tears but no, she just kind of sat back and accepted it, I think she already knew, she died shortly, after I got off shift, I've always told patients they may die, if things are heading south rapidly, remind them that we will do everything we can regardless, so far they've all responded just like what you've described, I still question, if I'm doing the right thing though, it would be the right thing for me, certainly, time to gather my thoughts, and make peace with myself would be a great blessing, hey, if there was a good chance I was gonna die, I wouldn't want a doctor lying to me about it, not like I want to die, but I'm more likely to respect honesty. I'm an EMT, had a patient say I don't feel so good, right before they dropped dead of massive heart attack, it was just the matter of fact way they said it. President FDR's last word seconds, before he dropped dead were, I have a terrific pain in the back of my head. While he was sitting for a portrait, my great great grandfather did the opposite, he was rich enough to have two personal physicians during the last few years of his life. Three minutes before he died, he told one of them, that he was feeling remarkably well, so well, in fact, that he decided to sit up in his bed. He didn't make it into a sitting position, I know because I have the obituary, they were very detailed back then. With wide eyes, don't listen to my family, they want to keep my around forever, but I just want to die, they won't let me, my mom and I cared for my grandmother in her final months, we were at her house pretty much every day, cleaning her up, feeding her, helping her to the restroom, and keeping her company, my grandfather was and is still alive. But he's a sh we had already done our crying and mourning, and were ready to let her go, when the time came, when she was clinging to life in the hospital my aunt and uncles came out of the woodworks, the doctor asked, if they should resuscitate, and they all emphatically said yes, to do whatever it takes to keep her alive, basically they were guilty about not having come around until her final moments, and wanted to drag out her misery, to make themselves feel better, my mom and I put our foot down, that's not what grandma wanted, and it sure as hell wasn't what she deserved, it was a fight, but we won in the end, and she was able to go without a fight on her end, when it was time, people can be real selfish a-holes, I was one of my grandma's caretakers, while she was dying from lymphoma, she lived with my mom, my mom would hear her at night, praying for god to just let her die, she also somehow organized all of her possessions and paperwork, so that we would have an easier time handling her affairs. This woman was 90 years old, and she was determined to never be a burden. She never was. 
having surgery tomorrow. What the f am I doing here? Xenex has entered the chat. You tell that man to get out of here right now. She screamed while staring behind me, eyes sharp and focused on something. Me, in the middle of the night, while I was working the haunted hall, by myself, all of the heebies, and most of the jeebies. I see the man in the corner again. There was no one but she'd been seeing a dark man in the corner for days, and asking about him. Toward the end, this was all she talked about beside crying for her mother. Cancer. That's the same thing, that happened to my dad's father in his last days on earth. He always said he saw someone in the corner, so many comments on this post, are talking about seeing someone in the corner of the room, and I'm unsettled. Can I smoke in here we were on an ambulance, what did they die from? Suicide by pills, not sure if that's haunting, but I laughed my a off, politeness in death, slow clap. Paramedic here, I was transporting a cardiac patient, and while we were both watching my EKG monitor, he went into fib, a lethal heart rhythm, his heart stopped pumping blood effectively at that point, but there was enough blood pressure for a few seconds of consciousness, he looked at me and said, but I don't see the light, and went unconscious coded him, shocked him a few times, meant by the handful, but he died. Hospice nurse here had a patient who was experiencing terminal agitation, with an expression of complete terror on his face he said help me, they are coming to get me, OFOF. During my residency I was on call, and running the hospital, as senior residents tend to do, one of my responsibilities was being in charge of the entire Iku which had about 16 to 20 bed capacity. I was taking care of a man who had a bowel perforation, a hole in his intestines. He had a NG, NASA gastric, tube up his nose into his stomach, so that he wouldn't drown in his own fesses. His brother and sister-in-law came to visit him, and they had a nice conversation. I walked in as they were leaving, and they said to him make sure to listen to the doctor as they are left. The patient and I talked a bit, and he wasn't looking so good. I kept hearing a gargling sound as he was speaking to me. The kind of sound you make when you rinse out your mouth with mouthwash and spit it out. I immediately checked his NG tube, and it came right out. He looked at me, and said I shouldn't have played with the tube. Before going pale, and losing a pulse, I did everything in my power to save him that day. But his lungs were full of stool, and he died 20 minutes later. The rest of the day I felt utterly numb and it still sits with me to this day. To have a patient smiling and laughing with you one moment, then being deceased 20 minutes later is one hell of a roller coaster ride. Well, there's a new way to die I didn't know to be terrified of. Wait, his lungs filled with stool. What kind of backwards a internal plumbing needs to occur for that to happen? How big was this hole? You should date a doctor. Practically every other day I hear a story about someone shitting out of an orifice, SP, that I didn't know was possible. I work as a PA for a clinic, so I'll never be involved in that situation, but I know a friend who has been. She is also a PA, and was helping a guy who was terminally ill. Before he passed he asked her, to not let his wife have his of course she listens, and is sympathetic. A day or so, after he passed his ex-wife apparently shows up to the hospital with several kids saying she is in this guy's will. Long story short she was trying to take his sh do you know, if she ended up getting his sh leave the man's sh alone. My husband is a piku nurse, and one morning he came home in a bit of a daze. I asked him what was wrong, and he told me about a little boy, who had been in piku for a few days already, and wasn't getting better, most nights. 
the little boy would wake up so one of the nurses would keep him company while he fell asleep again. My husband was doing just that. He read him a book then just sat there with the boy listening to music, so he would go back to sleep. Before falling asleep the little boy said you were my favorite. The boy passed away in the morning. His little heart gave out and refused to restart. Although all patients are important, some leave more of an impression than others. Until that point, that little boy hadn't stood out to my husband and he felt terrible about it because, clearly, he had made a big impression on that little boy. That was the only patient's funeral he has ever attended. You were my favorite. Welsh, I'd be crying myself to sleep for a week. It's the word that destroys me. Like little man knew it was the end. Right now and was telling someone else. That's really sad, really sad. But it shows how much we affect other people. Even though we may not realize it, your husband sounds like a good guy. That just says something about how wonderful your husband is. Even his baseline level of care to patients who don't stand out is enough to leave a big mark and bring untold comfort in someone's final days. Not a medical worker, but my friend's husband was dying from cancer. He'd done lots of chemo and one surgery and overall his prognosis looked really good. He'd gone through another surgery and he was due to be released from the hospital a couple days after this story takes place. My friend had been with him and was going back home to sleep for the night just before she left his room. He said I'm going to miss you my love and obviously she thinks nothing of it saying I'll miss you too. I'll be back in the morning. Couple hours later he was gone. The morning my stepmother died of cancer she told me, thank you for everything you do for me, as I was her carriage either, whenever my father wasn't home, like your friend I never thought any of it either, but looking back I'm sure she knew that would be her last morning with me. Nursing home, most elderly people are at ease as they get nearer and nearer to death, but this old lady, as she deteriorated over her last week or so, would scream, I don't want to die, I don't want to die, I don't want to die. I don't want to die, really heartbreaking to see, oh no this is so sad, I feel like this as well, when I think about my, hopefully far into the future, natural, death, I think what really makes it scary is all the trivial sh doesn't matter when you're facing death, dishes, the lawn, picking up ot, etc, after reading this thread I think I'm just going to go home tonight, not complain about anything, and watch bubble guppies with my daughter, even though I hate that damn show. 4 year old told her mother, I'm ready, I still cry like a baby. It's not words that haunt me, it's the last few agonal breaths, gasping and gurgling, before they are gone. I still remember the first patient I lost as we stood by as per patient slash family request. Haunting, I remember it from my granny, my mom and I stayed with her until the end. The sound of her breath was chilling, strangely it reminded me of Arcafemica. When my mom started breathing that way, no worries, she had a call, and made similar sound. I went apesh crazy, I was with my mum holding her hand for 2 hours, before she finally passed after a brave battle against cancer. Every breath was heart-wrenching to hear, we knew there was no coming back from this, and we prayed everyone would be her last. The first time I ever did chest compressions I was stunned, that their eyes open, and they look at you, because you're hovering over them pounding their chest. I can still picture the pale blue watery eyes looking lost and scared and pained. Not a medical worker, but I knew a guy from middle school who had a degenerative disease and he knew he'd die young. It was New Year's Eve and he'd just gotten out of the hospital for the third time in a few months. So we were partying at his apartment, 
Somehow I ended up being the last person there with him, and his girlfriend and we were pretty drunk, and got to talking for a while about how great the party was, how much nice it was to have friends like us, plans for the future, all of a sudden he said god, I wish I had more time, I always thought I'd have more time, not his last words, but they're the ones, that stuck with me, we weren't close by any stretch, but I always wished he had more time too, he was so friendly and kind. The type of person who made you feel like their closest friend, even if you were a total stranger. He was a good man and he deserved a longer life. RN here. We had a patient on our unit for a year almost. He was so mean. Thought we were always hurting him when we tried caring for him. Every interaction was very unpleasant. Well I just had a bad breakup and was the world is ending depressed. The day he died he was calm and asked me if I was married, which street the time made me kind of sad. So I just answered no I'm not, and he just said you will find someone, and I know you aren't trying to hurt me. It was so concise, to the point, and memorable for me. Honestly it was th me sweetest thing he could have said to me, and given the scenario I would say it was the sweetest thing anyone has said. On his deathbed, no formalities, just telling me what he had always wanted to talk to me about. I cried when I left his room and he passed away right at 7pm, when my shift ended, so I got to be with him. Not a medic. My friend's brother committed suicide. He hung himself in his closet, while she watched TV in the living room. The last thing he said, before going upstairs was I'm going to rest. That weirded her out, because he never spoke like that. I'm an intern at a home for patients with Alzheimer, and have only been there for a few weeks. The first patient to pass during my internship said back quote who am I, for some reason it saddens me deeply, and I can't seem to let it go. Alzheimer patients hit me hard, I used to think it was funny, that my great grandpa couldn't remember simple things like my age and name. Though he never forgot my face, or when he had ice cream last, even if it we had literally just gotten back from a drive to get ice cream, he passed when I was maybe 9. And I don't think I fully realized until years later how much it was actually deteriorating him, it's the worst disease. Just watching the confusing, frustration and sadness in their eyes, however, sometimes the smallest things can make them happy and that's worth it all even though they can have forgotten it soon after. Thanks for what you do.